1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Monica Matthews show, life, love, and liberty coming to you live again from Twitter. Yep. From the Twitterverse, from Twitter sphere. We're doing another live in this awesome new feature that I've just discovered. I'm sure everyone else has been on it for like ever, but you know, I'm old. What can I say? And, um, so I just got on it. Spaces loving it, digging it. If you haven't tried it, you should, you should jump into spaces where people, you know, hate you. It's all good. Just listen, observe. They'll kick you out if they don't want you there. (laughs) <laughs> this is a great lesson in like you know growing our stones back uh, seriously and in um, toughening up a little bit, right? So I've got my Twitter uh, followers and people that don't follow me on Twitter right now. Uh, we're about to discuss race. And you guys who have followed me for a long time on my podcast um, know that I'm not afraid to broach this subject. I think that it's something that we should all be concerned with because we're all being manipulated by tropes. We are all being manipulated by the narrative warfare space, right? You have to know that. You have to understand how you're being manipulated, and because the church has done such an abysmal job of actually unifying, and we divide everything by color and bisexuality, and you know, partisanship, you know, where you live, uh, you know, doctrine, theology, eschatology, you know, you name it, we just we just blow it down, right? I mean, I'm convinced as a minister, I can tell you, I think God just sits up there and shakes his head because he's like, okay, this is so crazy, y'all. Like, I left you with my word. What are you doing? Right? So I approach this from a very different space. And I know it's like super taboo because I'm super pasty white with blonde hair and blue eyes, although my blonde hair is totally paid for. My blue eyes are not right. My skin color is what it is, but my heart is what it is. And no one's going to condemn me for my heart. No one. I won't let you. So I own my thoughts. I own my uh, knowledge on things. And I praise God that he has blessed me with pastors who have taught me correctly. And so I'm certainly not going to hide in the shadows about some stuff that I see ripping my country apart based in complete and utter ignorance and just the narrative war space. Nope, not on my watch. So, Um, so yes, we are back on Twitter. You guys, I never know when I'm going to do these things. I haven't really decided if it's going to be an evening deal tomorrow night though. You're definitely not going to want to miss this. And he is going to be on live with me. I'm going to have the former senior uh, policy advisor on the Department of Homeland Security and Immigration for the Trump administration. He's going to be on with us tomorrow evening. He is currently over at the America First Policy Institute. He is a brilliant gentleman. Uh, You, as my podcast followers know that he's been on with us several times and he's got some other things to share with us. A lot of accusations coming out right now. Uh, I just saw ABC uh, post something a few days ago about the four hundred. $50,000 payout to, you know, the woe is me campaign has already started about alleged families who were allegedly uh, separated during the Trump administration. We're going to clear all that up tomorrow night. So you're not going to want to miss that. That'll be 7 p.m. is what I have scheduled for it now. Uh, And that will be, I'll, I'll also record that for you guys. So if you're following me and downloading me in all my different mediums, you'll still be able to catch that. Uh and if you're just listening on Twitter, you'll be able to catch it on Twitter and chime in, ask whatever questions you want in real time. So, I am going to encourage you guys to follow me over to Twitter and catch this stuff live because people on Twitter are lit. Like like they are they are as we know, Twitter Twitter's known as like the sewer, right? Of of most platforms. I would actually disagree with that and say that Telegram's like 20 times worse, but that's just me. So, but I love my Twitter family. I just do. They're real. They're on fire. They're passionate. They're like super quick-witted and very on it. And uh, professionals and some not-so-professional, all the honeypots, you know, they just crack me up. All the big boobie girls are trying to get you to give your gun you know, gun info away. That just is hilarious to me. But we do have very lively conversations. So without further ado, I'm going to get started with that Anna, and bring in, you know, I'm going to start out this conversation with, uh, with the truth. Right. And then we're going to hear from people on um, on Twitter spaces. So here we go. So the premise for my conversation tonight, for those of you who are, you know, willing to chime in um, and I see you, I see you requesting. So give me just a minute to um, to start with where I want to go with this. All right. You ready? All right. We're in Acts 17. King James Version, Acts 17. OK, someone else who you will hear talk about this consistently is Alveda King. Dr. Alveda King, who is also known as my godmother. So she is someone who will constantly champion this truth, right? You probably heard her today on Fox. She's a Fox contributor. She has her own show. She's on all different types of platforms um, speaking truth. And she will tell you just like her uncle did. There is one race. There is one blood. Period. Period bottom line, end of story. So here we go. I'm going to read uh, Acts 17. And this a little bit of background on this, you know, Paul's making his way through Greece. And ultimately, he realizes that, you know, the Greeks are just super superstitious, right? And and I'm Greek. So I totally get that because we are people read coffee cups trying to figure out what their future is, you know, like just super superstitious stuff. So he says, all right, hold on. And I to scroll down here, and he's talking about blah 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 blah, blah 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 and okay, here we go. You ready? Seventeen and twenty-two. There you go, y'all. Get out your Bibles if you go to come here and fight with me about this. All right, so Acts seventeen twenty-two. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, "Yea, men of Athens." I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. Amen, Brother Paul. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription, to the unknown God, right? So that was the inscription on the tomb. Whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, him I declare unto you. Right. So even the Greeks back then knew there was somebody out there that was a little bigger than the rest of them. They just didn't know who he was. So, or who she was, right? But they knew there was an unknown God. Okay. And so Paul's like, hey, man, I got the answers. You ready? I got the goods. And he says, so uh, Acts 17 24, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Hello. Okay. Y'all pay attention, pay attention because for you Christians, black, white, purple, green, uh yellow, pink, all that other stuff. This is for you. God lives inside you. you ready. He dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Neither is he worshiped with men's hands as though he needed anything. Seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Y'all get ready. Here we are. Acts 17, 26. And hath made of one blood. I will repeat that again. And hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed in the bounds of their habitation that they should seek the Lord. If haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also as your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone, graven by art and man's device. In the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Because he appointed a day in the time in which, in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, and that he hath raised him from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, and others said, we will hear thee again of this matter. So Paul left from them. And, but some, some actually believed it, Right? And they hung out with Paul, and they hung on to him. And it goes on to tell you who. So there's always going to be mockers, first of all. So whatever. That does not offend me. You know, the atheists and the demonics and all the devil worshipers, awesome. Welcome, welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Because your faith cannot increase or even become a thing until you hear. And what? By hearing the Word of God. So there. And I'm not offended, and I'm not afraid, and all that stuff that people get all tripped up about. Homosexuals and, you know, the the trifecta transsexuals and all this stuff. Right. The Christians are just like, nope, we got to clutch our pearls. And some people are really ticked that I talk about this because you guys are so married to your ideology that is built on complete and utter falsehood. It's amazing. I mean, it's amazing. People will literally go to the death over this particular conversation rooted in complete lies that blacks and whites are somehow different races. It is mind-blowing to me. It really is, because it's right here in the Word. And I get it historically, right? Our own history in this country does not lend itself to, um, hmm, shall we say, even Christians of the past honoring this Word. Yeah, you're exactly right. We Christians of the past have not honored this Word. Brought slavery right over here into this country. Abhorrently so, I might add. So nobody is saying that, you know, atrocities have not occurred to our brothers and sisters whose skin color happens to be a little darker. Right? But this stuff is a cancer. This retweeting of all this crap. And I hear brothers and sisters who I love dearly. I see you guys on Twitter just parroting, retweeting, retweeting, retweeting. All this race, 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 race. I'm like, no, you guys, knock it off. Like, read your Bible. There's one blood. There's one race we've all been reconciled to God, whether you believe it or not, it's actually true in the spirit so there, but it matters if you believe it or not. so all right, I'm gonna shut up and go to people who want to talk all right add as a speaker, add as a speaker, add as a speaker. I love this app by the way um okay, who's up first? We've got um biogenics. what's going on? welcome to the Mon- the mother the the Monica Matthew show. <laughs> Okay. That person went somewhere. Where'd you go? Uh, hi, I am pew, 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 pew. pew. Is that you? Are you ready to speak? Oh, there you are. I got you. Okay. What's up?
2: Uh, you got me?
1: I got you. Yes. I had to You're turn you right. up. I'm like, Hey, I told y'all I no, suck there, at all this technology no, stuff. Okay. No, go no. ahead.
2: Hey, I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, what can you tell by a person, by a person, a complete stranger by the color of their skin? nothing correct absolutely nothing character uh you know what you you don't know what religion they serve you don't know what kind of a person they are and i totally agree with you uh you know many years ago i went to a baptist church in texas and they had a homeless man come in and he was black he was african-american and they they showed that guy love he was barefoot too Right. And they invited him in. And, uh, you know, we have to stop uh, uh, judging people by race because that has absolutely zero bearing on who they are, how they how they uh, practice their religion, if they have any. And, you know, it, this I, I hate seeing the tweets, too. You know, is a black male, a white male. Right. I hate seeing that because. It makes no difference because in God's eyes we're all the same color. Sure,
1: same and and you know what? What a great point! And thank you for that. And, and let me let me point something out that you said probably kind of um, uh, subconsciously, right? Because because it is such a it is such a pervasive. Um, Uh, I'm going to say trope. I just keep going with tropes. I just do because they're just social constructs that we have adopted as truth. And so you just said it, you know, that we have to stop judging each other by race. And what I'm telling you is that we should judge each other according to the human race, right? And so, yeah. but not but right. But it's like, man, maybe we should just come. Maybe we should just say melanin. You know, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, other than to keep speaking the truth and to undo it, beginning in our own mirrors first, right? And then we won't parrot this stuff in in the world, and we yeah. can start to dismantle this long standing paradigm. And in this narrative, it's a web is what it is. It's a labyrinth of just so many things get to hide in that. So many things are funded by the United States government in that trope of race. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. we're all paying for it. And and what's worse than paying for it out of our taxes is paying for it out of fellowship. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. My, my dad told me that, uh, you know, the, the path, the path to righteousness is through repentance. And if you can, Apply that to your daily life. Even complete strangers. I try and do it daily. I open the door for strangers at like gas stations. Sure. Smile to people. Say hi. You know, smile and just try and be positive. And uh, you know, that's that's the main thing for me moving forward. And we can't allow ourselves to be divided. When when Jesus flipped the tables in the temple, right. I don't think he. I don't think he was uh, uh, attacking the church. At that time, the you know the Jewish faith. I think what he, I think the reason he flipped the tables was because he was upset at the power structure of the government, the thing you know, the government in Judea at the time. I'm not really sure, but
1: well, I yeah, he was, was actually very upset with with the with the church quote the quote church leadership right well, Jewish yeah, leadership the, the
2: church at that time in Judea was was the power structure sure it, it was it was the government of Judea right right so I, I I look at it I don't think he was specifically I think he was mad at the power that they held
1: sure that he was
2: upset that they were pushing the wrong things and uh, you know even even the the Jewish church back then you know in Judea they believed in that well they didn't believe in it but they condone slavery
1: oh well i mean (laughs) jews have been like slaves forever i mean so it's like and that's no no
2: no. but but they but they but they uh, they honored slaves from other other countries too of course when he when he flipped the tables i think he was saying you know i don't agree with what you guys are saying i don't think he was attacking the church i think he was attacking the power structure yeah and in this country right now the media is just ridiculous
1: Yeah, no doubt, the media is the better structure.
2: There's so many people in this country that have no clue about geopolitical history, it's not even funny. Right. Yeah, that's you true. Know? Well so that's I, another part of it.
1: I know, I know. And I wish more people would spend time. Um and thank you for joining us tonight. I appreciate you and hang out for sure. If you have anything else, you know, raise your hand if you if you're sure and you want to say something. Uh and I commend you guys for actually raising your hands and wanting to join in the conversation because we've been trained for a number of years now to um to like especially if you're white especially if you're white, you do not have a voice in this subject. And I declare complete and utter rebellion against that because I love my brothers and sisters. And so you're not going to get me to shut up about it, period. You're just not. So I believe in unification. I believe in one race, uh, I do not believe in homogenization. I believe every individual is created uniquely as you all got, if you, you all know if you followed me for any length of time, I will say this Jesus was you 'll remember what he said right you you have you have made you 've turned my father 's house into basically a profit center okay, and that 's not how that was supposed to go and you know what they were doing they were loading so much on top of people. They had taken 10 commandments and turned it into like 600 and something commandments of to which no one could live by, by the way. And we can't even live according to 10. Hello, which is the whole reason Christ had to come to begin with. So he's upset because he sees the burdens that man puts on man And how we buy and we sell each other, not only in the flesh, but with narratives, it starts in the mind. In order to get someone to follow you down a path of destruction, you don't, you know, people don't normally, who are in their right mind, just skip down the path of destruction, right? It's a frog boil. And so our frog boil started with, you know, yeah, you you, you guys are, you guys are right, um, about the sins of the past, right? Of of our country. We can't even argue with that at all. It's 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 it is um it's not unforgivable. I I can't I can't sit here on this phone call and tell you that it's unforgivable because there's there's only one unforgivable sin. And so it's only unforgivable in as much as man refuses to forgive other men for living out their fallen nature, which as we all know is atrocious which is the whole reason why we needed Jesus. So, but Jesus was keenly aware of the propensity of man to want to oppress man, right? But all of that starts in the spirit realm. Every bit of it begins with Satan's kingdom and God's kingdom. I tweeted that today. You have one of two choices. You're going to serve God's kingdom or Satan's kingdom. That's it. Those are your two choices. So just choose, right? But at least figure out, you know, that you do have a choice, and you do have a couple of choices. And one has nothing to do with BLM. It has nothing to do with the KKK. It has all of these all of these names that we assign to the demonics here on this plane, they're all still coming out of the demonic paradigm. They're coming out of principalities and wickedness and darkness and high places. And that's according to the word. So all right, let me move over to I think I got it now. Um we got the biogenics. What's going on?
3: Hey, thanks thanks. Uh your resident heathen has returned. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I love um,
1: heathens. You guys are great. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> oh, I, I feel nothing but love in this in this space. It's great.
1: I'm so um, glad. Thank you.
3: So, actually, that's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite um, stories from the Bible. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite parts is is Jesus braiding the whip for hours and hours and hours and people say jesus never gets angry he was angry <laughs> right you don't you right. don't do that you don't braid an entire whip from nothing that's and, right and you're just having a great great time right. um but one of the things i thought is actually a perfect perfect point to to segue into what i was going to say anyway um you know when jesus broke those tables um he was attacking the members of the church that were exploiting the spiritual and emotional trauma yep. of the people mm. uh, in order to enrich themselves so using good. the big debt to drive them to literally throw so much money that they had to use rakes that's where the, the term comes rake in the money
1: yeah
3: uh, that's how just they were just throwing coins at them to try and be saved um, and it was it was absurd but it was that kind of like it's that kind of relationship that where in this case it was a perversion of the faith, uh, but it was also the perversion of the trust of the people Right. that, that was so, it was, it was so core to the entire event. And it's the same. It's a lesson that I really wish more people knew uh, mm-hmm. besides the fact that people keep thinking. Be angry. And they don't understand that anger is an emotion that can be used and is expected to be used Right. Um, just like any other in the gospel. It's, it's, I mean, you look at, you look at, well, I think it was, uh, uh, was it Paul who was just like extremely aggressive and that was just his way of going about things or was it Peter? It,
1: well, it depends. Uh, both actually. <laughs> like, I mean, although Peter was yeah. the one who cut off the ear, so I guess you could call that aggressive. Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, they have, you have your own way of doing things. You have your strengths and your weaknesses and right. you're not expected to conform to like be like Jesus. No, no. Be like you and do like Jesus. There's yeah. a
1: difference. Right.
3: Um, and, you know, cause, cause you're, you are who you are. You're made that way. That's right. um, like you, you become who you are. You, you're not good at everything. You, you know, I can't dunk a basketball, so right. that's not how I'm going to, you know, make the world better. Right. Um, for people that is, and, and, you know, that's good abstract, I guess, but it is. Um, so the segue to that, which is how it fits in the modern times is why that story is so important is that what we see today, what we've seen, I mean, we've seen it for centuries and, Even some events that people are talking about now that happened in the past, um, I won't go into the specifics because it's like a huge tangent. I don't want to take up too much time. You're okay. Is the people who are pushing divisive rhetoric, typically, right? Right. They're the ones who are creating emotional trauma and sometimes spiritual trauma on select groups of people. Um, we can certainly think of some groups, but that's happened in every society where we see this kind of behavior mm-hmm. uh, it's not unique to us right. and it's not unique to you know, it's not it's, it's it's pretty common when you actually um, break it down first you traumatize a, a group of people and you make Hello them afraid. My fellow Americans hold on
1: uh, well yeah H- hold on hold on, one second. Hold on. <laughs> oh my second that was awesome oh. okay wait hold on. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes.
3: So the step one is, is to traumatize the people. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah.
3: And then step two is to weaponize that trauma uh, at will whenever it serves to enrich you or empower you over them and, and others. So if it increases your influence, your power, your money, then you use it. And if, if like, everything that you teach them, everything that you use to traumatize them, right. that you teach them, this is bad and that's bad. When it happens in any way that doesn't serve you, yeah, you, well, it, you downplay it or you ignore it, you avoid it, you pretend that it doesn't exist so that they're not looking at the things that would give them power to make the changes in their lives that you promised them. Sure. And that way to continue to come back to you. Is that, it, it's like, you know, their, their piece is on a subscription to you. Yes. And that subscription is not free. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, that is so good. okay, so I went I tell you what I'm, I'm gonna have to let me let me do this. okay, I, I just <laughs> Sorry. okay, so we're gonna, that was your phone. okay. I was like, now we have chickens. <laughs> like, what is going on tonight? Um, okay, that is so good. And if and if you're my resident troublemaker, then you're welcome here anytime. I want to talk to you um offline because I, I wanna continue this dialogue and I think it I just love this this train of thought, right? Because it's very difficult to find people who actually understand. I mean, my friends in the intelligence community, you know, in the in the DOD space, like they know exactly what's going on. Uh, some of my friends in and which is really sad that they know more about what's happening on a narrative front than my friends in the church, right and ever and you said my resident heathen, which I love, uh, but you sound pretty knowledgeable to me and and more so than a lot of the conversations I can hold even with my um, spiritual friends because they do stop at the scripture that I read, right? And they don't take it any further into just the human exploitation tendency that we have. So I love that you brought that to the conversation. Thank you very much. And and definitely let's um, DM because I want to continue the conversation with you. All right, so you guys know my opinion. By the way, if you've just tuned in, you are... um, you are listening to my show live, um, and I'm recording my podcast actually. So if you to, if you chime in, you're going to be on my international podcast. So just know that that's my little legal disclaimer um, for what that's worth. But I want to keep going with um, with speakers and what you guys think about all of this. So okay, next on the list is Julia.
4: Hello.
1: Is Hi. Is it on? It is. <laughs> hello is this thing on yep (laughs) it's on how you doing
4: good i'll try not to be long-winded to just have a couple things i guess go for it uh to give you a little background i guess i grew up 37 years being amish so i was religious for many years but not uh spiritually i would say so the last 12 years i've been uh going to a different church and, and learning to have a personal relationship with god awesome and uh uh, it's a long story, but uh, 333 comes up a thousandth of times in my life. I wake up in the middle of the night, and I look at the clock. It's 333, and it just happens over and over. And Long story short, I learned that it was God's phone number, Jeremiah 33.3. Call upon me, and I will show you great and mighty things in your life that you've not yet seen.
1: That's awesome.
4: And uh, But I, wanted, I guess I wanted to share a little bit uh, my my brother took me out to a men's encounter in Missouri mm-hmm. in the Ozark mountains in, uh, October, September. And and it's five times a year and they, they have five men's encounters, which anywhere from 900 to 1200 men go mm-hmm. each time. And then they have five women's ones that are called ashes to beauty. Mm-hmm. And I have to say it was, uh, probably the most powerful thing that I ever went to in my life to see 1200 men that, you know, you put your walls up and you don't, you don't really talk about your real true struggles in life to anyone. Right. But once you have 1200 guys there, it's like, they're all eight to 12 years old again, and they have nothing to hide. And it's just amazing the testimonies that come out of there.
5: Sure. And
4: the guy that runs it told this, uh, he said many years ago, Anne Frank from uh, Germany, the one from, that was captured by the Nazis or whatever, mm-hmm. almost. Yes. She flew over the Ozark Mountains. And as she was flying over before she died, she says, what is right below me? And they said, the Ozark Mountains. And she said, someday there will be a huge revival that will, be, that will <clears throat> go from coast to coast in, in these mountains. And when I was there in September, they've been doing it since 2011. There was 32 states, different people in, in that.
1: Oh, that's um, awesome. And, and I'm assuming and, different ethnicities were um, included. Yes. Right. There was that's every,
4: every, every walk of earth there. I mean, you've seen people there that uh, had just gotten out of prison. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen ankle bracelets. I've seen I, every, every walk.
1: <laughs> Me of too. Life. I live in Atlanta. I see a lot of them. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but it's, just, it's amazing. They have they start at Friday night at six thirty till Sunday night at six thirty. Yeah. And uh, I'll g- just give you one testimony because there's a million of them. But sure. One guy there that was uh, in his early forties and he was an atheist. He didn't believe in God. And he was there, and and he just had to get out. There's 380 acres there. It's an old church camp. And there is a lake there, but you're not supposed to go down to it. But he just left. He felt claustrophobic. And he went down to the lake at night, and it was full moon that weekend. And uh, he just didn't believe in God. And uh, he went down to the lake, and he just said, God, he says, if you're really, really it, he says, show me a cross. And across the lake, a big cross lit up.
1: There you go.
4: And he came back and uh, he told uh, my friend and a whole bunch of them. And that's and he ended up getting baptized. But That's God awesome. Is truly great.
1: Yes, he is. Julio, thank you so much for sharing that with us. That is extremely encouraging. Uh, please hang out and you're always welcome back. Uh, that's good. Yes, he he is great. And he knows exactly how to meet people right where they are. Um, You know, we are also his hands and feet and some of us, you know, are more of his mouthpiece than others, sometimes including my potty mouth, which we talked about ad nauseum last night. So I will not bore you with that. Let's move over to um, Ladies Love Will. Hello. Hello. Welcome.
6: Yeah, All right. How are you? I'm all right. Thanks. How are you?
1: I'm lovely. Did you have something you would like to add to the conversation?
6: I was baptized once.
1: Lovely. And, and do you live in the United States?
6: Uh, No. No.
1: Where do you live?
6: Uh, England. Lovely.
1: Do you have the same race conversations in England that we do here?
6: Um, We have race conversations, but I'm not sure what the race war is like over in america so
1: it's hell it is bad so are you so are you a practicing christian or did you stop at baptism and you're just kind of like my resident um heathen
6: i would like to get better yes
1: you would like to get better Okay. Well, that's good. That's a start. That's awesome. Okay. Well, yeah, here we're just talking tonight. We're just talking about, you know, our country is crazy over race. And and I am someone who believes that there's only one race. And I told you at the beginning of the show, why I believe that. And so... When I read my Bible, it tells me that we're all one blood, right? We're all reconciled to Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean that everyone believes the same thing, but in our spirit realm, we are reconciled uh, to God through one blood. So, uh, you know, in America, we harp on race because it exploits people. It makes a whole lot of money, and it's very good for the political uh, discourse for those who enjoy division in my country. So, that's where we are here in the states. Uh, and thank you for joining us. Okay, I'm going to move over to Croner.
6: Uh, hello. 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 It's, um, it's nice to be on here. Um, I think uh, race is quite a. It's quite a complex issue. I think everyone has their separate views on this. Okay. Um, I feel like people who follow the Lord. <laughs> Hello? Follow him very. Uh, Hello? Brave.
1: Hold on one second, you guys. Oh, my I goodness. Okay.
6: Yeah. Hello? Hey,
1: you guys, Hi, do me a favor. God. Hey, if, if I've just accepted you to be a speaker, mute your phone for me until I ask you to speak up, Please. Thanks. We we we, yeah, we do things now. kind of orderly here on this. All right, cool. All right, go ahead. Sorry. No worries, dude. All right, go ahead.
6: I feel like um, what uh, Julio was saying about seeing the cross across the lake. I mean, that's just something spectacular, really. And I've never seen anything quite like that. Right. Um, I mean, I don't I don't follow Christianity. I'm very much an atheist. Okay. So um, I can't relate to those kind of. Unexpected happenings in the world, really, but I think it is—it's—it's um, it's quite strong on my belief that if if the Lord wanted to help, He would, and some people have experienced uh, what they would say as the Lord helping them out, and some haven't. Right. So that could force people to believe in the Lord less than they were originally. I believe. Where do you live? Uh, I'm in England as well. I'm from the UK.
1: Oh, I love it. I love friends across the pond. So, have you always been an atheist?
6: Yes, I have. I mean, um, I've got quite a lot of friends who are Sikhs. Okay, yeah. And uh, also Buddhists. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I've very much been an atheist my whole life.
1: Okay. Have you ever been subjected to church on any level?
6: Um, I mean, with school. Yeah. Uh, we used to we used to go up and uh, sing the songs at Christmas and all that malarkey.
1: <laughs> Love it, so right? I did, I did enjoy that
6: aspect of it. You know, the nice, the nice coming together aspect of it.
1: <laughs> okay, well, that's fair. I mean, do you think you? I mean, let me ask you this: as an atheist, do you have any desire at all to pursue whether or not there is a god or a savior?
6: Um, I believe if something happens, I will. That will change my mind, but for now, I'm very much an open. An open book, as it were.
1: Oh, I'm so I glad to watched. hear that. Good. If well, if something
6: can happen, then yeah. it will happen. You know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, when you, I don't know if you have you been on here since since I started the beginning of the show.
6: Uh, no, no, I've only just joined in the book. Okay. few moments.
1: So I started in in a in a book of the Bible in the New Testament called Acts, and this is whenever oh, okay. okay, and it's whenever the Apostle Paul. Uh, who is an apostle in, uh, in, in New, Testament, New Testament Christianity, he was uh-huh. in Greece, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. And I was laughing because I'm Greek and German, and my Greek relatives are the most superstitious people literally uh-huh. on the planet, right? And so Paul uh, yeah. gets to Greece, and he's like, listen, listen. I know you guys are really superstitious, but inter- isn't it interesting that even with all of your gods, all of your mythology, right? You still mm. have a monument and an altar um, set up for the unknown god. So, mm. and and Great, then he yeah. right. So
6: that's well said.
1: So he met them there in that place. And so, you know what? Here, here's my hope for you. And I hope that you'll hang out with us and come back, uh, many, many, many more times. But my hope for you is that as you, and here's my prayer for you, not just my hope, that as you question, right? And you're, op- and you said that you're open to it, then I'm just going to believe that as, in as much as you're open, that God will, in fact, start to show himself in just about every area of your life. Where whether it's a sunrise, a sunset, it's a child, it's a flower, whatever it is that ministers to you, uh, that that opens your heart, warms your heart, uh, gives you hope. And and I hope that you remember my words tonight. And I hope that one day you'll come back to this space and tell us exactly how that's been happening in your life. So you're welcome here anytime, sir. Uh all right, let me go to um Daniel. Um. Hey, Daniel, how's it going? Uh Oh, Lord, have mercy, really? (gasps) I mean, seriously. Uh, uh, So, okay, so we're going to go with the voice of the devil. All right, got it. Okay, love you, Daniel. Have a good night, and thanks for joining us. Okay, so let's move over to James. What's going on, James? Uh,
5: uh, What are your thoughts on the inconsistent triad?
1: On an inconsistent triad? Uh, re- yes. Referring it's to the, the
6: theological, um, the belief about God that evil only exists because God is either not omnibenevolent, that He doesn't want to stop evil from existing, or that He's not omnipotent, where He can't stop evil.
5: So, my mm. question is, why does evil exist?
1: Oh, my goodness, you're going to get me off into a theological discussion tonight that I I wasn't going to go in that direction, and I'll be happy to do that, actually, um, on another show. Um, But tonight I'm talking about race. So come back, and then you know what? That's a really good question, and a lot of people ask that because the world is so ugly, and it's very difficult for people to understand why God allows evil to exist. My basic response to you would simply be, hold on, I'm going to mute a microphone, would simply be um, we do have free will. There is evil. There is good in the world. We do have the option. Um, Do me a favor. Keep your microphone muted until I call upon you. Thanks. Um, There is good and there's evil, and we do have free will. So you're going to either serve one kingdom or another. Now, I, too, have very interesting theological questions where I'm like, okay, hold up. So... Why did, why does Judas, how do we know if Judas is in hell, right? Because the word says that Judas simply fulfilled what Judas was supposed to do. And so, and if he did what he did because prophecy had to be fulfilled, then, you know, I kind of childlikely look at God and go, well, how fair would that be to throw Judas in hell for fulfilling his role to redeem all of creation, Right. So, I mean, that's just me. That is my honest, this is how I question things. So, uh, so thank you for that question, sir. And, um, I will address it on another evening. It's just tonight. I am, um, I'm not talking about that particular subject. Uh, we're talking about race as it pertains to the United States of America. I really love you guys, uh, chiming in from across the pond. I know you have your own issues of that. Oh Lord have mercy. Okay. So here's how this rolls on my space. Y'all ready? Y'all raise your hands because you want to speak and you do a request and I say yes. And then when you want to talk, raise your hand and I will unmute your mic and then you can yo it up. (laughs) But we will have order in this space. Okay. That's not how I run this space. (laughs) So, all right. I'm moving over to Ben. What's up, Ben? How's it going? Ben. Hey, Patrick Roberts. Which one? Which one? It's, it's you <laughs> i've got like we, the entire country of england on my <laughs> yeah. can we, can we together? <laughs> what's going on
4: oh lord are y'all drinking <laughs> over there oh yeah you are never mind
1: yeah you guys are drinking over there i get it uh okay yeah. let me all right hold on i gotta all right do me a favor dude just mute yourself for a second seriously or I'm gonna have to mute everyone and start over. I love it. I should have known better than to do it. Like when the Brits have been drinking all night and then do my space. This is awesome. Um, (laughs) And I'm not remotely moved by it, by the way. But in this country, we have got major race uh, conversations going on. So don't be silly. All right. Now, Adam, you have got Colin Kaepernick on the front page of your deal, and that's fine. But don't come up here from the UK drunk because I'm about to open the mic up for you. And I want you to have a serious conversation about the topic. Are you ready? Are you marked? Get set. Go. You have to unmute yourself, Adam. Yo. Yo. God. Are you sober and on US soil? No. Okay, fine. Go ahead. Wait, are you oh, not on US no, soil or are you wait. not sober? <laughs> oh. oh God. No, no. All right. What do you have what's one thing you're gonna add to this conversation, whether you're drunk or sober? Go. What is it? Quick. Spit it out.
2: Um I like God.
1: You like God. I love it. God loves you. That's great. Okay, thank you for joining us and you're awesome. And I'm not so sure about the Colin Kaepernick thing on your deal, but so be it. Um, all right, I'm going over to I'm going over to Neil. Neil, please be on U.S. soil I'm on <laughs> and, US and soil. not drunk.
5: <laughs> and I'm on my way, but no, not drunk. <laughs> I've, I've I've had I've had two evening uh, beers.
1: Okay. Anyway,
5: um, <laughs> I feel um, totally inadequate um, compared to you. Those of you who are students of the Bible, I I. Uh, I admire that, and part of the reason I'm listening is because I learned from that. Right. But I had a time in my life where I was exposed to uh, a guy who believed so much in reading the Bible that he told me that there was nothing else on earth worth reading, and he believed that. He believed that the Bible was, contained everything that man needed to know about life and death and heaven and hell that, okay, so he made a big impression on me, but not so much so that I actually have begun to read the Bible. So, (laughs) you know, it's something I still aspire to, and I am grateful to um, have this opportunity to learn from you students of the Bible. (laughs) So thanks for that.
1: You're welcome.
5: Um, Now, to the subject of race, I grew up in a central New Jersey town um, where the black race uh, was burning down buildings uh, there were riots this was in the 1960s okay and I grew up and I was I was born in 58 so mm-hmm. you know I'm 5 ten years old and I'm right. trying to wonder I'm trying to figure out why why all these people were doing these things things that were so I couldn't I just couldn't understand it right so <clears throat> I guess I guess that I grew up becoming uh or I I grew to be a person who believed that black people hated white people
1: because of your experiences
5: because of yeah yeah and and I guess that means that I grew Grew up to be. Does that make me a racist? I don't know. I'm. I'm certainly not. I don't consider myself one today. Right. Because, as so many have said in this conversation, you know, and as Martin Luther has said, Martin Luther King has said, right. You know, judge a person by their character, not the, you know, the content of their character, not color of skin. Sure. I. I. I definitely subscribe to that. But, but why is it? And, and I guess the point of, that I want to make is in the form of a question. Okay. Why is it? And, <clears throat> oh, let me, t- I forgot to throw in one other thing. <laughs>
1: okay.
5: I, I do believe in God. I am a very, uh, I, I am a, uh, what's the word?
1: What does that mean? I, I can't
5: say I'm religious. What is I was gonna I ask, ask
1: you, me. what does that mean that you very much so believe in God?
5: I I am spiritual. I pray to God okay. often. And uh you know, some days a hundred times, some days once. Um, but okay. I I I know there is a God. Okay. I show up at church once in a while. I was raised a Methodist, and I don't know what that means.
1: Me either. Okay. Um,
5: but I spent most of my adult life in the Catholic Church. Okay. And I think I know what that means. Why did you run from the Catholic Church? Because I couldn't <laughs> fly. Um, it, you know, it, it's all the Catholics I know say that, you know. It, but I am I don't know what I am except a guy that believes in God.
1: There you go. Okay, okay, that's and good. <laughs> that's good. So,
5: having said all that, the yeah. question is: if if we're all of one blood, yes. as you said earlier in the show, sure. Which which I I want to believe that. Okay, and and empirically, I I think that's true. But if we're all of one blood, then. Who are all these jackals that <laughs> that that push all this race based crap sure. that we, that we that we have to that we have to hear day in and day out pisses me off
1: right well did you happen to hear my resident he then whenever he was talking about how some people and that he self-proclaimed by the way i would never refer to him that way (laughs) but whenever he was talking about how we um inherently men you know exploit not just men but man um exploits right in in places of wounding and trauma and so our country is ripe for that uh, because we have inflicted uh, grave wounds and trauma upon a particular ethnicity. Notice I did not say race because I yep. do believe wholeheartedly that we are one race and we are one blood and not nothing about saying that detracts or lessens the atrocities that we have perpetuated When I say we, I happen to be white, I'm referring to man in general, uh, the human species, right? That we have in fact perpetuated onto an entire ethnicity of people. Uh, We're certainly not the first to enslave others. Uh, Every culture I can think of under the sun has at some point in time had to contend with slavery. But the reason why it is such a, it's such a, it's so easily exploited in this country. And believe me, this is a very deliberate tactic that is unfolding and has been for a number of years. Oh, I um, totally agree. Sure, it is. And in, in the only way you can take a bottom-up approach from a top-down leviathan called the government and the national security apparatus who knows exactly where to poke us and just how hard and for how long Mm -hmm. Um, In our wounds is you have to start taking the narrative back in your own space. And so that means that you need to have a clear understanding or belief that we are in fact one blood. Now, just because people are reconciled to Christ in the spirit does not mean that they've had a revelation of that and they will otherwise abide in that. They won't without consistent abiding. And so it's easy to get carried away by constant barrages of disinformation about multiple races and so <clears throat> yeah it well it is but then that would be to call you lazy because you haven't done the study either right and you're counting on people like me which you just confessed that or others who do study the word and the truth of the matter is you know, I can't, uh, faith is not by virtue of osmosis, right? You study to show yourself approved and your faith is going to come by hearing. So if you want to tune in to people like me and others so that your faith increases, that's awesome. But it's almost like, you know, this is going to be an awful analogy, but it's the first thing that pops into my head. And so for those of you who are easily offended or pearl clutchers or like, you know, really, really hyper religious, you should definitely mute what I'm about to say, but it's almost like marrying someone and allowing someone else to sleep with your wife and pretending like, you know, her. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, that's really offensive to people, but you know, (laughs) That's just like the most brazen, in-your-face, true analogy I can think of because that's how close we are to our Father. We are literally grafted back into God by the blood of Christ and the broken body of Christ, primarily the blood. And so if we don't understand the magnitude of what that means in every area of our lives and we don't receive that as blood bought sons and daughters, no matter the level of melanin in your skin, we will always fall prey to the current tropes of society. We just will. Well,
5: can I can I throw out part B to my question? Sure. So forget about the color of your skin what about the persecution of the jews
1: right what about it
5: why 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 does that why has that been going on for what four thousand years
1: well you know in all the conversations god had with his people it was he already knew what they were going to do i mean he foretold that to abraham from the beginning he's like here's the deal i love you And and I am going to cause you know the I will cause you to be a blessing right to all nations and you'll have so many descendants I mean more than the stars in the sky right and in the sands of, of the earth and and here we are um, but you know your my people are going into captivity. And usually when a people go into captivity, it is, it's painful. It's ugly. It does, it does not feel good ever. Um, but it's usually a wheat and chaff moment, really. It's, it's for discipline. It's, it's because, you know, because we've served other gods, God ultimately, and we've entrusted in other gods, he ultimately has given his people over to, uh, other gods, not to mention doubt, unbelief. Um, you know, and people were punished for that. And so, but, you know, I always count on Isaiah 54 whenever God's like, Hey, my, my, my continual covenant of peace will never be removed from you. And that happened with Jesus Christ, right? And God said, I'm no longer angry with you for a little while. I hid my face from you. You know I want to encourage you in something and, and I'm gonna move on to another caller, but I, I really appreciate you, sir. and please absolutely come back anytime and listen and chime in and all that stuff. You can listen to my podcast as well. I certainly don't have all the answers, but <clears throat> excuse me, but um, but I, this is important to me, you know, and, and my heart is for, is for ministry. And, and you guys teach me you know as much as I hope I'm able to impart to you for, really for the sake of unity. Whether you're in the UK higher than a kite right now listening to this trying to chime in or, you know, or, or you're like super religious Christian and everything I'm saying is rubbing you the wrong way, you know, whatever. We all have learning curves in this whole thing. But I'm watching my country being eaten apart and I'm watching Christians do it uh, just as much as the world. And for me, I'm like, no, I'm not going to subscribe to that, period. I'm just not. I would encourage you to, Neil, if you want to start reading scripture, um, and it seems kind of confusing to you, um, I would start, I personally like to start with John, but I'd like to look at the scripture basically as just a beautiful book of love poems. It is a love letter to me and that 's how I read it and and Jesus was a sacrifice specifically for me and all of you on this thread, whether you know it or not um, and I believe that wholeheartedly, so believing that wholeheartedly also affords me you know a lot of mercy and grace um, and compassion for people who um who really don 't know you know and and i that 's why I love whenever atheists come on and the satanic crew, and you know it 's like, all right, all right, you know I get emails about Jesus being gay and you know, and he probably had sex with Mary Magdalene, you know, and all that stuff tends to fluff Christians up, you know, they just get so offended by it. And I'm like, why are you offended by that? It's just, it's mockery, you know, and it's also just a level of ignorance and people don't know what they don't know. So, you know, quit being offended by it and just meet people right where they are. You may actually change some things. All right, I've got Chris uh, Bish for Congress. Hey, Chris. Chris Bish, did I lose you? Maybe Chris Bish is having a cocktail. There I am. Okay, I was like, where'd she go? Okay. How's it going? I
5: just good. I just stumbled onto you and decided to start listening in.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you. So glad to have you. I didn't even call to speak. I just called to listen. Oh, okay. I saw a request. And so I, I was like, I yesed your request. And so, hey, tell us where you're running for Congress. while you are here? Go ahead. Well,
5: okay, well, I'm in my front yard.
1: You're in um, your front yard. Okay.
5: I'm in my front yard now.
1: I'm a... right. Oh, no, you're breaking up on us. Yeah. Yeah, bad connection. But I would love, you know Did what? I lose you? Yeah, no, there you are. So, so just like, yeah, like lift one leg in the air and and you know, stick your finger in the other side of the direction and and speak. There you go. Do we lose you? Maybe so. Oh, but- no. Okay. There you are. Monica, yes, I, I got I you. you. Maybe so. Okay. Well, do me a favor. If you can hear me now, you're welcome to come on anytime and talk about your, uh, your, uh, your race. I, I do have in race as in congressional race before you guys do a big gotcha moment. Um, but I'd love to talk about your congressional race. Um, yeah, I have politicians on all the time and people running for office. So, okay. I'm all right. I'm going to take a chance here with you people over the pond who are, you know, drinking. I don't blame you, but, okay, the telegram is my coin. What's up, David? Now, David, I know you're not over the pond. How are you, sir? <laughs> over the pond, I love it. Across the pond, David, David, welcome. David Koberlein, or Koberlein, you are a speaker, and I know you know how to use your microphone. Maybe there's a delay. Sorry about <laughs> <laughs> like my, man, tonight my, everybody's drunk. All right, what's going on? I
0: apologize. No worries. So, oh, no, I actually just wanted to check in. I'm a fan. Thank I you. I like what I'm hearing so far. Thank you. Kind of just checking in to see what it was said. And I, I found it very interesting. I found it very enjoyable. Oh, good. I like the take you have on things. Thank you. Um, I, I will. I will chime in a slight bit because I am, a, I consider myself a student of many things. Sociology sure. and anthropology comes into play on top of religion and philosophy. And one thing I always like to talk about the uh, race war stuff, the race relations stuff, there's this cartoon series called Boondocks. And right. the guy who originally wrote it wrote the first three seasons. And there's this one moment where the main character's brother is called uh, a slur, a racial slur. right? And he takes a very interesting uh, examination of race at all times. The Modern Luther King episode, Coming Back to Life, is my favorite episode. But in this particular episode, um, you have basically the race hustler uh, yeah. a more flamboyant Al Sharpton, let's say. Okay, and he's, he's, you know, they're basically talking about how everybody's everybody's on a grift. Uh, the one lady who I can't remember now, she's a redhead, she's tall and skinny, I cannot remember her name for the life of me, it's just been a long, well, it's been a long month.
1: Okay, right. But,
0: you know, basically <laughs> she's about that redneck money, and you know, we're about this hustle, basically. Right. And so, it, you know, a lot of it is just people trying to make money. Um, yep. Tucker Carlson, there was a gentleman who was saying, you know, if you stop murder and rape in New York City, we're going to burn down, l- loot and riot. Right. And then he, he he basically punked out. Right. Um. He or Dan Bongino. I fr- I, I apologize. Yeah. 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 You're um, right. It was Dan.
1: It was Dan. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Dan, that was yeah. Hawk. I think that was one of the founders of VLM at New York. Yep. 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 Yeah, and Dan kept trying to get him to denounce, you know, uh, burning things down. And he's like, no, man, you know, you know, I can't, I'm not going to do that. And I'm like, well, of course not, because it's part of your culture and your income base. So, you know, why well, would you?
0: I, I, I want to say, I, I want to be careful about that because that gentleman had a long history, a, a long criminal history. Right. So I think maybe when we say his culture, we're referring to his criminal culture. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for, yes, absolutely. But the, the culture, I call it the death, hell, and destruction culture. Um, and according to my faith, really comes yeah, like I said earlier, if you've heard me, you know, I just feel like we have two different kingdoms that that we're going to serve to choose from, that's it, so it's either going to be life or it's going to be death and if you and it's very obvious when people are serving a kingdom and a culture of death, but thank you for allowing me to clarify that, yes, that's what I mean, for sure, so did I lose you?
0: no, no, I'm here, no, okay. and i i mean I'm in total agreement i yeah. And, and that's kind of thing is like, it seems like everybody's kind of picking their camp nowadays. At yes. least maybe And maybe that's always been the case. I, I try to take a look at everything through the lens of history, but also the lens of motivation. People I always question the people who are critics. You know, someone brought it to my mind, why are these? Why are there people advocating for the destruction of a nuclear family? And then you find out there are people who, are attracted to the same sex and they don't have children. Right. And then you're finding these very same people are talking about how parents shouldn't be allowed to raise their children. And it's like, wait, what? Right. (laughs) That's kind of weird. That's right. uh, Right. You're not, you're not participating in the space. You know, you can adopt, you can do artificial insemination, you or your partner, that's cool. Or whatever. If you're born, if you're born XY, you're born X, uh, sorry, born XX, you know, So why are you why are you wanting to massively change society that you may not enjoy the benefits of? This makes no sense to me. Right. So when people are complaining about race, where are they complaining about race? Well, they're not complaining about race too often in Florida, but they are complaining race about race a lot in New York City, Chicago. Atlanta. (laughs) Oh yes. Well, very, very interesting areas that have been run by political groups that have been in power there, in full, if not full domination, partial domination for over 50 years. Right. So let's, let's just be honest. It's about the hustle. It's easier to destroy than it is to build. To build, to innovate, to create a safe place and create a better place takes a lot of work and sacrifice.
1: Yeah, I'm into and that. Most
0: people are not. Most people aren't capable of sacrifice.
1: That is very true. Those are all very good points. It is so much easier to destroy than to build. Yes. And build requires trust. You know, it requires fellowship and communion, community um, and idea exchanges, right. And, um, and collaboration and, uh, stepping outside of, you know, I call them tropes. I just, I always go with that word because it's just so it's because I want it. I want to diminish. I, I want to shame it. I want to shame those, those things that are constantly squawking at us. And so to, to, to shame it and diminish it for me is to utilize a word that I think is just so trite, you know, it's just so it's tropes. Like you're, you're not, Nothing more than a trope. And so, but you are having a massive effect on my country and my country's culture and my country's ability to get along and step over, you know, this narrative warfare space. So, yeah, good stuff. I'm glad you chimed in.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll let go. I I won't try to dominate the conversation. (laughs) You're good. I, I
1: I'm going to have to wrap up my show. That's the only reason why I'm, I'm going to have to put you back on mute for a second because I've got to wrap up my podcast. Uh, and so for those of you who are still on with me um, on Spaces, just give me a second. I'm going to sign off with my podcast listeners, and then I will be right back with you guys. So all right, guys, uh, there you go. So we're doing the Spaces thing. As you can tell, uh, we have all kinds of interesting people who come from all over the world. I love it because I have a lot of listeners in the U.K., and so it's good to know that you guys are butt face drunk at like, you know, what time is it over there? I don't know, 12, 1 a.m. So I'm sure, you know, I'll be like your target rich person in the future for whenever you guys want to drunk dial somebody in a space. But it's all good. You know, it is what it is. Our Every country has their different cultural issues that are going on. But as a Christian, as someone who studies the Word, I just happen to look at things, you know, not um, – not myopically per se, you know, I, I I definitely feel as though um there there's more than one piece of literature that we can glean from and we should, right? Because God's um God's divinely inspired spirit did not end with his divinely inspired word of God. Um I believe, you know, he's still alive <laughs> and he's still inspiring literature. So, but I do use, uh, the word of God, whether it's in the form of the Torah or the new Testament as my foundation. So there's, that is my foundation by which I judge every other thing that comes across my ears or my eyes, but I'm not afraid of other things. I'm not afraid to pursue other things to, um, to ingest. I'm just very you know cognizant of what my true North is. And, you know, all of my buddies in the DOD space, Intel space, will tell you that in order for, you know, the people who become the least susceptible to things like narrative warfare, right, Um, and all of this neuro-linguistic programming and things of that nature that have been going on for over a decade now in your social media spaces, um, people who have a very real, uh, solid constitution, a foundation right a true north you are far less vulnerable to being tossed to and fro and you know what the Bible talks about that too so all right guys thanks for joining me tonight you know where you can find me all over you know wherever you can download a podcast is where I am thank you for signing up for the Bible study again I have no idea when that's going to start but I am working on it um, and if you haven't signed up for the newsletter you should because that's where you're going to receive that information at monicamatthews.com with two t's And, uh, Hey, you know what I always say you should begin, uh, be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. (laughs) And if you're American run over to my website and buy some of my merch that reminds you to act like one. Thanks guys. Have a good night.